Hey guys, hi, this is Kaushal Dayani. I'm Rahul. And uh, we are making this video as a first attempt to talk about sales. The reason why both of us are making this video is because uh, we are at completely different junctures in our lives. And uh, I am kind of in a position where I've just, I've, just, I've just started out in sales and Rahul here is an SDR director. Welcome Rahul. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's my first time, so bear with me. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that you know we are probably in a different position or different junctions. Uh, I think you, from what I know, you have done uh, SNS role before, and you come from a pretty big brand. Speaking uh, of brands, I think that's what we're going to discuss today, uh, and it's going to be an interesting topic. So, and uh, so I, I started my journey in SDR role like five years ago when I was twenty nine. Uh, so yeah, I'm disclosing my even 34 now. <laughs> uh, and what I want to understand is since I did the SDR role about 3-4 years ago, I think it's been a while, even though I manage a lot of SDRs, what I want to understand is have a candid chat with somebody who does not work with me so that he can probably give me like a real perspective of how things work right now with other companies and how does it feel to be an SDR right now in India. So yeah, uh, you, you recently moved from a big brand to Charlie House Experience. And Rahul, I can, from from what you said in the beginning, right, that you're just, you're getting into it and, and I want, you want to know as a person who is already there for five years in this industry, right, so first thing I would like to say is I hope my manager doesn't watch this because uh, if I'm talking about what's happening at my level, that kind of gets into that scrutiny as well. I'm telling you that. So I, I kind of like the way you said it, I, I'll take care of that. <laughs> And uh, okay, but but seriously, it's been great. Uh, yes, I I have worked in a role before where I was closing deals, and uh, I've just like it's been two months. I've got into this uh, industry, the SaaS industry, and to be honest, I was reading a lot about it before coming to this industry. Right? Uh, I and and this this is a true story. What happened recently? When I joined this company, I realized I'm 28 years old, by the way. When I joined this company, I realized that what I was doing in my previous organization. Is entirely automated. Okay, like what? So, I, as you know, when I was closing the deals, when I was closing the the proposals, what we used to do was we used to speak to clients before we used to send out proposals. We used to draft the proposals ourselves. We used to manually send the proposals to the customers, and then we had to manually follow up for the payments, right? Wow. Um, oh yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, so I I have I'm adding this word manual now <laughs> after getting into SaaS. Uh -huh. For me, it was something that's oh, there's nothing called a manual automatic. This is just what humans do, right? They they interact with customers, they get them proposals done, they close the deals. Even for renewals, we had to call up the customers like, hey, can you pay up because your dues are next or your renewal is due next month. Mm -hmm. Now when I when I've come to SaaS, uh -huh. I've I've, I've Come to realize that there's so many tools, there are so many softwares. Uh, name some of the CRMs like Salesforce and HubSpot. Um, then uh, there are accounting tools like Xero, QuickBooks. You know, I have studied this in MBA, <laughs> and we just had one chapter that that described. Oh, this is new thing called HubSpot coming up. So you should know about it. But then when you go to work, you won't be using it. Wow. <laughs> so now <laughs> I. I Sorry, is that what the teacher in MBA now? Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I think uh, I shouldn't talk more about that. 
on the ground. Yes. That's a sensitive topic, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the people uh, who are probably watching will know my views about MB, and we'll talk about that topic someday. Yeah, I think that that's pretty interesting. That kind of transition you've made. Uh, so what I'm curious about is, it's you've been in the role for about two or three months. Um, what that, how, how do you feel about the role? Uh, what do you think are the biggest challenges? And if I may ask a very kind of question, what what do you talk to other SDRs right now? I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll answer the first question. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll come to the second part. I'll transition, I'll smoothly transition, but I'll keep it subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I, what do I feel about being an SDR? Uh, I, it's a big change for me, to be honest. Uh, in, in terms that what I was studying uh, earlier, and before before my MBA also I was working, I was working with a brand. And what I was doing there, and, and then eventually went on to do my MBA, and then after that also in a corporate, what I was doing, is very different in terms of the productive hours that we have in sense. Like, I'll give you an example for that. When I was when I was at India Mart, uh, okay, it's my previous organization. I can talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest. We did have a lot of buffer. We did have a lot of window. We and and even in other organizations, when you go and work in other organizations, they have this um, limit. You just do two meetings a day. You just do four meetings a day, and you are done. You can go. That was the kind of field sales I was in. Uh, it's in the Indian market, it's sales is mainly field sales. You go and you talk to customers, that meeting gets counted, even if that is getting your returns or not, it gets counted and you've done two meetings and go home. I remember I have walked into an office at 9.30 a.m. I had a meeting at 10 a.m. and the meeting at 11 a.m., 12 a.m. I was, I was home. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of used to that lazy kind of lifestyle where, you know, okay, if I'm, if I'm just doing my two meetings, I, I'm sure I can probably follow up later, build my pipeline, get the get the collections, I'm done, I'm done. Now what I realize now as an SDR is, one, obviously you can do so much more after 12 p.m. <laughs> till, till the evening. And second, what I was doing in those two hours is what a, a, a fresh sales or a, or a CRM like Salesforce can do. I don't have to like really go for a meeting just to hand over a proposal or just to give a presentation. Yeah, I think most of the companies, uh, especially your current company, are in fact, most of the startups right now are becoming result-oriented versus activity-oriented. And um, while I understand that's predominantly the culture in a lot of companies, in fact, uh, I remember when you said, uh, you know, logging in two meetings or in the CRM or probably telling your boss, hey, I've done two meetings for the day. I think that's probably uh, how my dad used to work. I'm not saying he was a lazy worker, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying he would probably, he probably had used to have the same job environment because he was working for the Indian company and uh, it was a mechanical company, it was an automobile company but the point is I think you would also count uh, hours as mm-hmm. you know productivity. Exactly. So you would be like you know what I had done 8 hours today, that's why I had to go home. Whether something was achieved or not, it would not bother because we knew that a paycheck at the end of the month was anyways coming, whether he, he works or not. Yeah. I, can, I can relate so much to that because uh, now when I compare that to what we are doing, um, of course, the hours are there, but one thing that I've realized is you don't get to know when the hours pass by. Like, I think I'm not sure about you, but or, or other SDRs, but that's certainly happening with me because I, I sit down with my follow up mails or whatever my uh, plan for the day is, and next thing I see, it's 9 pm, it's 10 pm. You know? um, so, so that's that's something that has really got me going, and, and, and obviously, 
I'm not saying that you know I'm not promoting that kind of work culture where you're just burning out. Mm-hmm. But at least get up for tea. <laughs> yeah, of course. Get up for snacks, and that's what I realized that you know the the work here. I'm not saying is it's so hectic. I'm just saying it's so interesting to see so many tools and features working in integration with each other. That is every day is probably is just two months for me. That's why I'm saying this. But every day it's it's such such a um, such a great pattern of all the systems working together, and you as a human seeing that that okay, I I heard about something called artificial intelligence, machine learning. I don't know what that is. You actually see that happening. Yeah. And I think uh, because everybody is working from home, uh, it could be a possibility that you don't realize that you're working that long. I think that's that's real. I think I other day I read on LinkedIn news that yeah, this is happening. Burnout is happening because of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we all need to take care of the health. And I think one of the tips I can probably tell everyone is just set up a timer on your you know phone or something. Where it reminds you to get up, let's say after every hour, for even two minutes, to stretch yourself and sit back. I think that that should be the best advice. That's what my director says as well. Right? But hey, you should you should go out for half an hour and you should come back. And my first question was, can I do that during office hours? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you can if you don't have calls scheduled. <laughs> so um, he's you, doing that certainly. You know, so, I know your director, right? Sorry, you know, I know your director, right? <laughs> And the manager, and the SDRs, and the CEO, and everybody else. <laughs> I just feel like uh, that movie where that, that guy asks uh, if he can become a CM for a day, mm-hmm. and then he takes a sip. That's exactly the feeling that I have. I'm just so scared right now doing this with you. <laughs> but I mean, tell me about what you people are thinking at your level. What do you think about SDRs at your level? Since you have been SDRs before, how how do you see the change now? How is the SaaS industry changing when it comes to SDRs and, and managing SDRs? Of course, managing is slightly different than you know doing the same work. But at the same time, I, I don't see that as a uh, difference in the position. For example, to keep myself, uh, you know, maybe I would want to use a better word, humble. <laughs> Uh, I do prospecting myself so that I can understand the real challenges my SDRs are facing, and that gives me um, confidence. That gives me, uh, you know, a sense of motivation that hey, you know what? If my, for example, let's say if I'm able to book four or five meetings a month, um, I can obviously you know give it one meeting to everyone, and that way if they can get like a bonus meeting at the same time. Uh, it also helps me understand okay, you know what? This is a new industry right now. For example, now we are selling to sales personas, marketing personas. And uh, when I reach out to them, I want to understand, you know, what do they think? What do they eat? What do they, what do they listen to? And uh, once I'm able to get closure to them, I can get all the information, squeeze it in a bite-sized format, and I can give it to my team. So I don't see that as a, you know, big difference. Although I'm managing a team, I, I've never seen, I've never been able to, I don't know, get that feeling. And this could be predominantly because of the fact that maybe I also worked in big brands earlier, and there was a distinction, clear distinction that hey, you know what, I'm the manager, you are, you work for me, and you don't work with me, and that's something which I always uh, remember whenever somebody says, hey, I'm not, I want to work for you, I always tell them, you know what, you want to work for me, you want to work with me, I'm, I'm working with you. Um, I remember I think in one of my previous company um, on Slack, you know, that there's something which you have to enter, like what do you do, yes. and I remember distinctly typing in. Work, I work for SDRs. So I, they don't work for me, I work for them. Because of them, I have a job. So 
it's, it's, it's the other way around. You know, thank you for bringing this up because right now what you did for me as an SDR is you blurred the line between our uh, positions, right? So uh, I think I can be candid with you in bringing this up. I'm doing the SDR's job, right? Uh, and SDR's, uh, if, you, if you take the, the full form, it's, it's sales development representative. Now, I have done, I have worked for three years, I'm, I'm 28, right? And uh, in, especially in India, I, I'll probably get married soon. In the next one or two years, I'll get married. Now, I don't mind doing the same work. It's, it's great. I love the work that I do. But why should I have the title representative in my name? Why can't I just have like a, a sales development manager or, or a business development manager? And this is not just my problem. You know? uh, I mean, it's, it's not a problem. It's, it's, it's something that I don't want to show or, or you know brand myself as. This is guy I was talking to this morning. He's an SDI. He's 30 years old. He's married. And uh, on his LinkedIn, he has mentioned sales development. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I wouldn't say what you're saying. I'm not seeing that actually with that. Um, I think a lot of times, in fact, recently, some somebody I wrote up an offer to, and this person asked, "Could you maybe give me the position of sales development manager? I'll do the same job, but I want that on the paper. And, you know, it should say sales development manager." I said, "You know what? This is something which I've learned from my managers uh, previously. You can put anything on LinkedIn." You can put yourself without a manager, it doesn't matter to me. It's your name at the end of the day, it's your brand, do whatever you want to do with it. You want to write director sales development, I'm okay with that as long as you know HR copy comes, I don't know. <laughs> but um, if you ask me, if you are probably tied to the title, then there is a problem. Because then you're looking for the entitlement and probably you are in that sort of uh, dilemma that, hey, is this a right job for me? If you are worried about how would other people react, when I tell them, hey, I'm an SDR, at the end of the day, what I do is code calling or what I do is like set up meetings, you've probably seen in a bad light, then you probably need to think of your intrinsic motivations, you know, what really drives you as an SDR. If you, if, so it's, it's, it's as simple as that, you know, if you're a janitor, if you are a plumber, if you're a cobbler, whatever you are, you should be proud of what you're doing, right? So cobbler would not mind somebody calling him, you know, if he's being called, let's say, cobbler or plumber or whatever. Um, when I got into sales, I got into sales a year after you got. So I, I got into sales like when I was 29. And uh, my, I had a hard time convincing my company of getting into sales. And they were like, you know, you have a safe job. And um, then I was like, you know what, I, I want to do this. And uh, it took me three years to convince my uh, father and convince my parents and tell them, you know, this is what I do and this is not what I do. Uh, because I think uh, majority of the time is kind of spent on telling people what do you not do because there's only the assumption. And as Indians, we tend to judge everybody, right? Like people sitting next to us, people passing by, people in our countries, we tend to judge everybody, right? And, um, and I think the kind of image India has probably for people who cold calling is probably spoiled or probably tarnished by yes. a lot of credit card calls we get on a daily basis. And the, the difference which we have to understand, and this is something which I was talking to another person on kind of training. This person works in a well settled position in one of the biggest banks. And this person is trying to get the SDR role. And I was trying to tell him how is it how it is actually different from the way you get the credit card calls. Because they are given a list where you simply have to dial, 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 and it's like a spray and pray. You dial with people, one person answer, convince them to read the credit card, and your job is done. While it's not the same. Right, one that's like uh, 
I don't have a word for it. That's like that's not work. That's like slavery. You know what I would say? You're just oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the wrong word. Uh, it's like you're not really using your head to see that hey, you're you're doing something which is not really resulting in something productive. That's the reason in the sales department we have something called a blended approach, right? Because we don't know what approach might work. So in this case, I can understand in India, you know, predominant way of contacting people would be phone. People rely on phone. I get that. But instead of telling me, hey, I'm calling from so-and-so bank and, you know, uh, I have a better cut off for you, uh, you've practically not done any research for me. You practically have shown me that I'm one of the hundred people you're going to call. The moment I say I'm not a plus, you're going to move on to the next person and uh, do the same thing. And when you're telling me I'm a valuable customer, I, I know I'm not because you, you have not done anything to tell me how am I valuable to you. You're simply telling me I'm one of the valuable customers. But what makes me valuable is something you're not described to me. So, yeah, I think I think it's all about understanding the role in a deeper uh, and a better way. At the same time, I think uh, what companies need to start doing is, of course, appreciating their reps more and trying to tell the world, hey, it's, even though it looks like an entry-level role, it's not. Because if you think about this, even though, let's say, the role might appear as entry-level, it might say a rep, but you think about it, uh, there are managers out there, people holding the title as managers who, was, who are not happy with the job, who are earning way less than you are, and uh, probably not, does not have a work-life balance. You have everything out there. Are you still going to fight over a title? So, uh, I want to tell this to my viewers. Uh, Rahul just mentioned that there are managers who are earning lesser than STRs. Uh, Father-in-law, if you're listening to this, uh, you can go <laughs> check out my LinkedIn. I will not mention representative there. I'll take care of your daughter. <laughs> uh, and the second thing that you, that you mentioned about uh, the, the, when you were comparing the cold calls that, that banks make uh, for selling credit cards and you mentioned about how different this is. I could I could sense that I could I could relate to that so much because when I was interviewing for a for a SaaS company like Chargebee, um, what happened was I was asked this question that you have a list and you have to cold call uh, and or you have to set up meetings with those people, right? A, a person who is selling credit cards will probably just directly start calling from one, two, three, four, and then go up to the hundred number that's there. But the reason why I was asked this, that question now I realize that is. You need to pick up the hot leads. You need to do your research on the leads which which are you know which have been contacted earlier, where there's been a buffer of just a week, something like that. You don't have to directly start the people who were last contacted one year back, right? So you filter out that uh, that you know out of 125 leads, and then out of those out of those 25 leads, you have to pick out even hotter ones, and then start picking up the low hanging fruits. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of sense you need to put in. That kind of work, one and second, you have to do a lot of research on the prospects before you're calling. That's what I mean. That's what two months has been for me, right? Uh, I can I can go on booking meetings without thinking about you know what the what the prospect would want and 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 what are they looking for exactly, or or if they really are looking for something for, for a solution that I'm selling. Uh, um, so so that's that's one thing that I really uh, that I really value about this work. Uh, I may book just two meetings a day. But I know that you know out of the six calls I've made, they are productive, and and those other four people who are left out are contacted leads, and they'll get back to me, or I'll get, or I'll follow follow up with them probably next week. So that's the kind of difference that we have in this job as compared to other other sales jobs. That's what I think. Absolutely, and I think that that's exactly what everybody wants to understand. Everybody has to understand, and I think uh, there there are 
so many leaders out there in the world in India now who are taking this job very seriously and trying to you know uh, give that sense of fulfillment there as the their reps to people who are doing this job because if you ask me, yeah, this is exactly the hardest job in the world. I know I, I'm not trying to compare this with a plumber job or something to toilets. I know this is a lot of different groups, but in that role, at least you know you're going to get paid. You know that you're not going to get rejected. Like somebody's not going to reject you the right to you know uh, clean the toilet. Right? In this one, you're told every day, hey, you know, I'm not trusting, not trusting, not trusting, and then you have to still keep the brave face, move on. I think yeah, trusting uh, that. Hashtag media appreciation week. Yeah, hashtag media appreciation week. Yeah. Uh, I think that that, that, was, that was definitely a start to something big. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, this becomes like an STR appreciation day, media appreciation hour, or maybe second. So, Rahul, if you, if you have to give uh, one message to the STRs and PDRs out there uh, for the next steps of action, or, or what is it, what is that one thing that can be a takeaway from this video for? I think it has to be like what we just discussed that we are your role as a, as, a, as a throne on your head because the way I see it is if you don't work nobody gets paid. So if you think if you keep that in mind that you know unless you don't speak to prospect unless you don't get the meetings the meetings do not close companies are not on, on revenue nobody gets paid. So you are actually doing the most important job for the company. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I feel so much better. Um, <laughs> Alright, uh, so to the, to the viewers who are watching this, we have tried this video out for the first time to talk about sales and if this turns out to be something productive or something that has been a takeaway for you, we would love to make more videos with different SCRs. If you are an SCR and want to reach out to, to talk about sales and your experiences, your stories, we'll be happy to make videos with you. And again, Rahul, what do you think? If, if this video gets a lot of good reaction or, or, or some kind of feedback, it kind of, you know, helps people out if you think we can make more videos like this. Sure, and in fact, I would love to have somebody who's in time for, uh, to come on the show next Saturday uh, or next weekend, then next weekend, so we'd love to host it. Yeah, just DM us or simply tag somebody who you think can be on the show. Okay, thank you. Thank you.